This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. The clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You said my world on even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. We have a mic and you have a phone. Call the fan at 877-337-6666. Powered by Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com. Kind of back on the fan. You want me to tell you that story now, please, or should we wait a little bit? You want to hear it now, don't you? Uh, yeah, is this something Marcus should be here for? Or no, just I don't think he has to. You know, you, you could. It has to do with you because we were talking about it yesterday. So, I mean, look, it's uh, not a huge story here, but it is something I thought you might find interesting. Yesterday, I don't know, around one thirty or so, we were talking about my trip to Port St. Lucie, right? And I forget exactly. Was it around one thirty? I don't even remember when it was. Whatever. I think that sounds about right. Yeah, and we're talking about Port St. Lucie, and you were saying like, "Oh, yeah." What, what was I saying to you? The number one thing that I wanted to do when I go down to Port St. Lucie. Talk to Buck. I get a call yesterday morning from the Mets, and now I have not gotten a call from the Mets since I was down in the minors at WOR many years ago, and it was not a pleasant one. It was something I was ripping them for on OR, and somebody called, and it was like, "Hey, you, you know, whatever." But I have not gotten. We're sixty and ninety. How dare you rip the team? Yeah, right. Exactly. I forget what it was exactly, but it was just like, hey, did you have to do that? And I was like, well, yeah, you guys think. No, I forget what it was. Anyway, so we were talking about it yesterday for a while, having some fun with it. I'm going down to Port St. Lucie this weekend. I can't wait to go Friday, Saturday, Sunday. And we were talking about, and I was like, I want to see Buck and Mary Buck miss all this stuff. I got a call from the Mets yesterday saying, hey, we heard you talking about it. We have eyes and ears everywhere. We can make that happen. That's fantastic. Isn't now I'm trying, that unbelievable? I'm trying, to, I'm trying to think, did the other thing I say I wanted to happen, did that come out over the air? Because I want them to do that too. I forget what it was. What? <laughs> you doing play-by-play for a street oh, track. I think we yeah. did talk about well, that no, on you, the But you were saying more with SNY. That was more right, right, no, this is Right, this is the Well, that's awesome. I'm glad that they heard that and they're going to make that happen. Listen, you're one of the faces of their cable network. That covers the team. You're one of the voices heard on WFAN, the station that talks about the team more than any other. So, yeah, they should have it set it up where you get to meet Buck. for. And you were the leader of the charge to hire the guy a year and a half ago. I started the Mary Buckmas. That's me. So it was. This has nothing to do with SNY either. This just was just the Mets heard. Well, that's the Wilpons. This is Cohen. This is our savior, Steve Cohen. 
I don't know what who heard it. I was like, what are you guys doing listening at 1.30? He's like, we got eyes and ears everywhere. I was like, oh, geez, I better watch what I say. Let's go, Mets. Anyway, so Sunday, he said, and actually, they didn't even know what was going down. They were just going to make it happen, I guess, here. And I was like, no, 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 I'm going down. They're like, oh. So Sunday morning, around 10.30, I'm going to go early. Got a credential. Batting practice on the field. I will be introduced to my guy. Buck Show Walter. I can't wait, you know, for the picture to be tweeted out on Sunday. And I just hope knowing we know Buck's sense of humor. If he doesn't already know about it, which would be surprising at this point, or if somebody met the, with the Mets tells him, he's got to sneak in a comment about the NL East. Oh, no. At two, some point during this five minutes or however two, long it is. Two things I'm wondering about. Too does, soon? Does he know about the Merry Buckmas and does he know about the NL East is over? Oh, he knows about the Annalise. Oh. That that just spread too far and wide for him to oh. not know about it. Hey, you know what? I supported them. That was me putting my neck out on the line. I took more heat than some of the players did, for goodness sake. I'm still taking heat from it. That thing went viral. Then my yelling at a call the other day because he was blaming me for it went viral. Now, how do you think you're going to approach it? Like, are you going to just be totally, like, you know, bowing down to Buck? Or is there going to be, like, a... Hey, you know, you guys can't really still be considering Darren Ruff for the opening day roster at this point. <laughs> but, like, will you make any I, comments about the team in jest, or it will be all, listen, in all seriousness, you're a great manager. Love watching you. Love rooting for you. I don't know. I'm hoping to have a normal conversation with him. I mean, the initial thing would be, hey, Mary Buckmas. No, whatever. You got to like think that. of something non baseball then to ask him. Like, you know, just see, cre- or he probably hasn't seen it because they're in camp, but, you know, yeah. Rocky movie rankings, or yeah, right. you love my cousin Vinny. Yeah, no, bring up Shakira and her music, or something like that. And we know about no, that's what I, he loves. I, I just, I, I just generally want to uh, meet him and, and talk some shop with him, and you know, get a feel for where he's at. I guess with this team, but I look either way. I just wanted to meet him. I love Buck. I've always, you're right. I was one because remember at the time I was doing middays for that whole month of December, and. Uh, it was, I mean, a good opportunity to be on during the day, and I was making a push for Buck, and some people were calling up and saying no, and and then I guess it happened, and then the whole Mary Buckmas thing. So this has been a little over a year in the making now, and I'm glad that the Mets listened. I appreciate that, and I'm glad that they're going to make it happen. I cannot wait to go. So I figured you would get a kick out of that. Uh, I'm, I'm thrilled. And also, it just it makes me so happy as a Mets fan to know that this is the kind of thing that an organization should do. Hey, there's this personality out there. He's talking about He loves us. Buck. He talks about him all the time. He was, you know, he was on That's the, right. we should hire him before it happened. And we heard him say he wants to meet him. Let's make it happen. Like, this is the kind of organization that we root for. That now. is, that is exactly right. If anybody should get the chance to meet Buck, it's me. They're doing the right thing. Merry Buckmas indeed. Now, should I wear my Merry Buckmas hoodie? That's another thing. Is that too much? You think? That's too no, much? I think it'd be funny, but also, are you going to wear a hoodie in South Florida? Ah, that's a good point. I mean, it could like, have a t-shirt I, I was just there for that days. game in Jupiter a couple weeks ago. If you wore a hoodie, you would have been in trouble. I, you know, T-shirt and shorts, I'm getting sunburned and sitting out there in the 90-degree heat. So, yeah. I don't know. Do you have enough Either time way. to turn around a T-shirt on that website you found them on? Yeah, potentially. When I, um, when I saw that call, I swear to you, I was like, uh-oh. And I'm like, we, we, how does it come up? Because like, even when I get like from the ticket office, it comes up now. New York Mets, even if the number's not safe. Yeah, well, it said well, somebody specific. I don't know if I want to mention his name. I don't know if you want to. Okay, but out. it's somebody that you knew is yes, with the Mets. Yes, somebody that I knew for a long time that is with the Mets. So you know, I'll ask him when I go down there if he wants name recognition. But I don't want to out anybody. But it was that was a great call. 
you know, stunk waking up at 11.30 whenever it was that I woke up with, you know, I'm, I'm half asleep. Well, if there's know. a reason to wake up early. That was it. That made my and day. And listen, credit to whoever, I, like, I don't know if the, it's the person who called you, but whoever it is that was listening or heard about it and found out about it and said, let's make this happen. Yeah. Kudos to that person. I'm, I, I'm saying that, I think, and representing most, if not all, Mets fans when we say, like, listen, this is awesome. This is the kind of stuff that should be happening. The manager's a cool guy who has a personality. They just what cool things should happen. It's sports. It's a game. This is fun. Let's have some fun. It does make me think, though. I got to be careful. You like you think the Yankees are listening too? You never know. Well, I guess. Well, hold on. We know that we know somebody with the Yankees is listening because a year and a half, <laughs> two, three years after you made a comment about him, he brought it up unprompted in a New York Post the, article. The, the so. Data applicator. Oh. So we know Aaron Boone is listening at some point, or he has took, somebody listening and reporting back to him. He took issue with that one. Hey, by the way, I know I do the whole Mary Buckmas thing, and now it's, hey, you're going to meet Buck. This is great. I'm willing to meet the data applicator, too. I'll explain myself to Booney. Hey, I'm available. You can invite me out. I'm not going to Tampa for it. I mean, that might have to be Yankee. And by the way, I don't even know if I want to go to the Bronx for it. Maybe when they're at City Field, when the Yankees come, make the getting to the Bronx a pain in the neck from Long Island, where I'm at, or even from here. But anyway, I'd be open to meeting Booney too. Let's meet everybody. I'm a nice guy. The only thing that happens, though, all kidding aside, we'll get back to your calls in a second. When you do start meeting managers or players, oh, you're gonna, you root for them. There's no way to hundred percent. It. It's why mind. people don't get like people who right. cover a team. When you get to know, I mean, unless they're the biggest jerks, when you get to know any of these guys. On a personal level, doesn't matter what team you grew up rooting for or anything. It just you, the people around you in life. If you're a decent person, you want to see them succeed and do well. well it's why, just natural. That's why I always had a soft spot for Sandy Alderson, where you know I got a chance to meet him. He couldn't be nicer to me, so I had a soft spot for Sandy. Or you know, if I meet, I did meet Brian Cashman one time randomly in an airport. But like, if I actually were introduced to him, would I feel bad then? And I think that's why. At times, for guys in our position here, if you're doing talk shows, it's not our job to break stories or report or become friendly with players or managers because we need to be able to give an unbiased opinion. And I will do that regardless. But you and this become, one works because you love Buck so much anyway. No, so I would never it's not much. it's not changing anything. No, never. No way. No way. Booney might be a different story. I meet Aaron Boone, him and I'd be best buds, and then Yankee fans would be like, I want Boone Friday. Like, yeah, what are you You'll nuts? start calling him, maybe yeah. not a data applicator, a yeah. smart computer. Yeah, Boone is, come on, he's turned into a really solid manager. He's what are you Einstein. talking about? Right. I think he's handled it. He's become a player's manager. He applies the data well, sure, but he's a manager. Oh, man. Uh, this is fun. Uh, 877-337-6666. Big Ed is calling from the Bronx. What's up, Big Ed? Hey, what's going on, Sal? How are you, Big Ed? I'm good, man. I'm, I'm actually I'm a Giants fan, but I'm like uh, before I get to my Giants point, it's just to me. I just look at the Jets as being little brother, and to me, um, it, it, to me, I just I'm I'm not a Jets fan. I followed just because my dad watched the Jets, but it's like at some point, you're right. I do think I think the Jets fans is almost like when you're abused. You're just used to being abused, and you're just the only reason you're dealing with this is because he's as good as he as he was, or the aura of what he was. Correct. Because now, the thing about it is, it's just like he's holding you hostage. At some point, the Jets have got to stand up and and, and stop being a laughing stock of the league, and stand up and have some dignity about yourself. Well, I mean, but they, they, the Jets had to, they're not the laughing stock of the league if they get Aaron Rodgers. They needed the quarterback. They're no. going out there and getting the best one that's available. No, that, that's that's the thing. Is, is He is the best one available. 
but at the end of the day, it's like, what are you, what are you really looking at? Two years? So and what? It could be I, two I, years of, of top-notch level, like top, top performance it, from the it Jets. Could, it could be, but it's like there's an old saying, I guess, or a new saying that says, if basically if it comes down to a position of you choosing, you having to make a decision between me and somebody else, this is don't choose me. Because at the end of the day, I don't, this, this is really starting to make me feel it's almost like a relationship. It's like, does he really, really want to be here? And the thing about it is the Jeff fans are like, you know, you're so thirsty. It's just like, and, and then to think about it, the, a part of the dignity is, is he's going to be asking to wear your greatest player in history number. And you don't have that many. And he's coming for that, and, and he's acting like this. But didn't he, didn't uh, Namath already say he would give him the number twelve without any issue? Yeah, he knows yeah, what's but that's up. what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying is is that to me, to me as a Jet fan, that number means something to you because there's not he's the greatest thing in history by far, and it means something to you. And to have somebody act like this. But what's he just, what's he acting like though, Big? That's what I don't understand. He hasn't done anything yet. We're just frustrated. We're exhausted with this. He hasn't acted in any way negatively at all. No, the thing about it is it's like what Aaron Rodgers, I mean, what what, what Tom Brady did last year. Mm -hmm. It's like the team wants to move forward. And they don't know. The Jets right, but you, we, we also don't know. They haven't missed out on anything. And thank you for the call, Big Ed. Appreciate checking in. They haven't missed out on anything. What have the Jets missed out on? Derek Carr? They didn't want him. Jimmy Garoppolo? Didn't want him. They haven't missed out on anybody yet. They've been making moves. They're waiting officially on Aaron Rodgers. This is not, look, you want to call back when, in the event Rodgers says, whether it's later on today or later on in the week, that he's retiring and doesn't want to play for the Jets or that he's returning to Green Bay, like it or not, then you could rip him. He hasn't done anything yet. All he's done is take an extra couple of days. It frustrates me. It frustrates the Jet fan. It's exhausting, but it's not like he's done anything negative to where he's going to ruin the organization. He will help the organization. And who gives a crap what number he wears? If Joe Namath doesn't care about the number 12 being worn again, why should you? And we don't even know that he would even want that. Maybe Rodgers would say, you know what, out of respect for Joe Willie, I don't need the number 12. Now, I happen to think he does want the number 12, but who cares? happened you talked about it on the fan the most successful team in the history of professional sports starting the new millennium the new york yankees are once again world champions when new york sports happens talk about it here the fan 1019 fm and always live on the free odyssey app To the Kings in Los Angeles, Rangers get uh, a nice win at home against the Caps. Just looking at the wild card standings here, you know, it's not going to be easy for the Islanders. Right now, they are three points ahead of the Panthers, five points ahead of the Sabres for that final wild card. And the Islanders have played two more games than the Panthers and three more games than the Sabres. So, I mean, the Islanders are going to be fighting here for the postseason, for their postseason uh, lives 
down the stretch. Rangers and Devils will both make it, just a matter of what seed. Devils can still catch Carolina. They're two points back of Carolina. Devils will play one more game. Uh, And the Rangers are in a pretty good spot in third right now where they have a eight-point lead on the Penguins. So, I mean, the Rangers should be that third seed. Devils could be the one seed in the Metro or the two seed. And it looks like for the Rangers, it's going to be either Carolina or the Devils in that first-round matchup. But the Islanders got to hang on and make the postseason. Jim is calling from Long Island. What's up, Jim? How's it going, Jeff? Good, Jim. How are you? Good, good. Yeah, I wanted to uh, wanted to talk about Aaron Rodgers, and I got a kick out of that uh, that Giant fan that uh, with the little brothers. I, I would I would think that probably with Aaron Rodgers, and we're going to be playing those guys next year, that we would be a significant favorite. But that's besides the point. Um, yeah, I, you know this whole thing with Aaron Rodgers, and I love what you said. He hasn't said a thing, hasn't really done anything. Unlike Brady, who was a free agent, he is. Uh, you know, there's a there's a large sum of money involved in getting this guy over there, getting him over here, and there's also uh, we're talking about some draft capital. So, right. you know, as I'm as I'm looking at this, and I was kind of getting caught up in all of this stuff and the uh, legal tampering and, and getting prepared and what is he doing, but now that uh, Lazard is coming, it's pretty clear that this this was already in the works. This whole thing was in the works. I think what you know, a lot of people are talking about about the contractual issues, <clears throat> how we're going to deal with his money, and those things are what's really kind of holding this up. So I don't know if tomorrow we're going to get his definitive answer about anything, but one thing I think is for sure, and, and you guys were talking about it, uh, he's coming. Right. I mean, there, there's absolutely no doubt he's coming. I mean, I felt so that I, way for I, weeks, and you could do the yeah. math and start to put the yeah, – maybe months, actually, but you could do the math and start to put the pieces of the puzzle together, and everybody's getting anxious, and everybody, and Jeff fans right. in particular, think worst-case scenario. But it's been quite obvious that Roger's going to come here, just a matter, which makes it even more frustrating. Like, we all know what's going to happen. Just, just let us know definitively. Right. And, but the thing is, I'm, you know – I'm not that worked up over it because I believe that some of these contractual issues are the reason why they can't really get down to it. Because until the Packers and the and the Jets really are able to sign off um, and and sit down and have ink the contract, I don't think that you know you can really be saying a whole lot. I think there's still some issues obviously going on there. I think it's all going to be taken care of. I think Lazard is a perfect issue, but some of the issues that I've been hearing on on you know on the, on the radio, like suddenly he's taken over as GM of the team, and all of this stuff is kind of preposterous. He wants he wants a, a couple players, I'm sure. He doesn't want all of those guys. I'm sure those are a list of guys he would like to have. I think he wants a couple players, which makes perfect sense. Of My course. concern is getting that offensive line ready, but you know this is this makes sense. This guy isn't the GM of the team. He's the quarterback who, like Brady, wanted some guys with him who he's used to, which makes a whole lot of sense. And and other than that, you know, just, you know, this whole nonsense about Aaron Rodgers being like, you know, he's enjoying all of this. Not, I, you know, man's a football player. He's, you know, little. he's a little different guy. 
but uh, I think he's going to be, you know, fantastic for us. Agreed. Um, I think you just yeah. said it very well, Jim. I, and look, it's easy for me. It's easy for Jeff fans to get frustrated in the moment. We just want a decision. We want it now. But if you step back and think about it, take a deep breath, and you see all the pieces being put in place, and you realize that even with the list that Rodgers, by the way, did not leak. They probably asked some other players that you prefer, and he goes, yeah, I like this guy, this guy, this guy, whatever. And the Jets, it's up to them to go out there and be able to get those guys. But it doesn't mean that that means, you know, if they don't get them, Rodgers isn't coming here the way that people want to paint that picture. Right. They can't. They can't guarantee that these guys are going to be available, that somebody doesn't up a contract on them. And I I bet you that when they were with Nathaniel Hackett, they were all discussing all of these things. This had to be in the works. Let's face it. I mean, you're using common sense, Jim. How dare you use a little common sense? Dollar and his best buddy are, you know, I mean, these guys, the two head coaches of these teams are friends. And then suddenly Nathaniel Hackett starts showing up. I think this was in the works for a long time. So, Agreed. Uh, and, and thank you for the call, Jim. We appreciate you checking in. I agree. And people don't, which is why I was saying for a while that I felt like it was going to happen. Because if you use common sense, you could see that something was going on because it adds up and things might have been in the works for a while. But people start to get antsy. People know that Rodgers can be flaky. Then you're hearing some reports, well, we don't know what he's going to do. Maybe he wants to go back to the backers. Maybe he wants to retire. And the longer there's silence, the more likely it is that you're going to start to worry. But if you just think of it logically and do the math as everything gets added up, you see that it was clear that Rodgers was going to make his way to the Jets. I mean, the first, I told you, the first thing was when the Packers said they preferred to trade him to an AFC team. Well, then you look and say, well, hey, man, this is a realistic possibility here. There's one team with a glaring need at quarterback that could actually be good next year. That's the Jets. Then, once they got Hackett, it was basically case closed. And now we just wait for it to become official. Anthony's in Westchester. What's up, Ant? How you doing, Sal? The, the last call <clears throat> took my thunder. But that leads me to compliment you. Because you're not a Jet fan. And you've been, this whole time, been fair about it. You know, I, I watch this NFL Network. It's like the other callers said. I mean, I, I'm so tired of it. There's so many things that need to be worked out. I don't want to rehash what he said. But I want to compliment you. And now I remember Salfa Merkakama. I remember that caller. That was you. Oh, that really? Was, That's I me. Think. Yeah. Yeah, and I went, I'm the one that called about Mike Francesca saying about the confidence thing. Well, you you know what? You have confidence now. That idiot that called about the Mongolians, I think it was yesterday, you told him off. You don't care what people think anymore. You're, you're, you know, soon you should be. In the afternoon, well, you're the best on, on this well, station. No, I mean, I Anthony. The best on station. Well, I'm not no, going to stop you. I, I'm not a Mets fan. Yeah. I'm happy you got that job. I'm happy anything you got. You, you're, you, I'm saying it. I'm going to say it. I understand this, uh, sports, and you understand sports incredibly well, and, and you were very fair about it. You're has anyone, has anyone told you, and everything. has yeah. anyone told you, Anthony, how smart you are? <laughs> no, I do well, appreciate the kind words, but please, let's not yeah. make it about me. But, I mean, if you do think no, I'm great, right, you no, can tell I, me. I want to make it about you because yeah. uh, somebody has to compliment you. You know, you you get mad sometimes, and I understand you're losing your temper, and then sometimes, you know. Mm-hmm. But sometimes you need to. 
Right. And, and, yeah, right. and that's why I talked about, I'll say this and then I'll say goodbye, about the thing that you were a little afraid with when you talked to Mike Francesca about this. Now, I know this. I don't like Mike, but I know somebody knows him. That's how I knew that you were afraid about this area. That this was an area you were afraid of. What do you mean? You were, what area? Well, this is what you said. You said about you were afraid to say things, and then maybe people would react positively to you. And that's what you said. I don't. I don't remember what you're talking about. Can yeah, you I just... told and told you about that. Right. Maybe well, I'm not saying when, it the right way. You, you, really you talk about when I was with when I was working with oh, this Mike is years way ago. Back. Yeah, you okay. were on the air like the first time you were on the air. Right. Oh, okay. I'm yeah. not talking about. No, no. Yeah. That was years ago. Yeah, he but used I to, remember when you were a caller. I didn't know, but I remember a comic. You called. He used to have me. Caller. Yeah, he used to have me. And thank you for the call, Anthony, and for the kind words. Appreciate it. Mike used to have me do the um, the Sal special. A matter of fact, and this is one of the things that I am most. I don't know if I'm most proud of it, but one of the coolest experiences that I've ever had was after Dog left. I was the one to do picks with Mike. He had me do the South special on football Fridays, whether it be college or NFL. I was the one to do over-unders with Mike. And that's not me saying anything. That was Mike giving me an opportunity. Mike always believed in me. The dog left. Think about that. Mike and the dog, my two idols. Those those over-unders, whether it be the NFL, baseball, basketball, whatever, those were like, I loved when they did that. Dog left, and I did it with Mike. Oh, man, I still can't believe that. And I still have the index cards that I wrote those over-unders uh, on. But I was very nervous doing that. Yeah, it was, I mean, I was still behind the scenes, barely even on the air. I don't even think I was doing hosting shows uh, even in a part-time capacity back then. Maybe like a New Year's Eve or a Christmas Eve. Anyway, I appreciate you following the career. And all the kind words. Uh, Ahmed is calling from Brooklyn. What's up, Ahmed? Hey, how's it going? How are you doing? Uh, Good, how are you? Um, Good, good, good. I just have two things. Mm-hmm. First thing, I want to I want to give my thoughts on the Aaron Rodgers situation, and then I wanted to ask you a question. Um, now, I think this this situation has been, I think it's been done as far as him agreeing to go to the Jets since Derek Carr signed with the Saints. I think that was right there. His his move, he had to do that move because the Jets told him. We don't want you. You know, that's it. At that point, he was like, right, right, we're not in. The Jets basically, not that we, yeah, yeah right. We're, we're not we're, in. Yeah, right. yeah, because at that point, if you remember, there were reports that said that Derek Carr preferred the Jets. Right, the day so before. Was, and I think that that was Carr's that, camp pushing the Jets, and then basically the Jets didn't budge. Yes, I think they didn't They didn't want to wait, or, or they didn't want to give him a decision, or whatever the case was. They, they were just waiting on Rodgers. I think at that point, Rodgers already gave them his word. He said, you know, I want to go to the Jets. Now, like the last caller said, Jim, um, he said that, the holdup was the, uh, the, what was it, the contract or the compensation, whatever it was. My theory is either that is the holdup or, I mean, that could very well be the holdup. But the other thing that could be the holdup is that Rogers said, hey, listen, I'm going to play with you guys, but you guys can't leak this. You know, I need to, I want to take my time announcing it. Maybe I want to tell my friend on the Pat McAfee show, whatever it was, I think he just didn't want it to be leaked. And that's the only reason why it hasn't been come out yet. But I think he gave his word and said, you know, I want to go to the Jets. He told the Packers, he told the Jets, I want to go, I want to play for the Jets. And that's when, you know, the Jets are all, mm-hmm. we have it now, you know, now we got to work on you know, people. Part of the problem too, Ahmed, is that people think the Jets are so stupid. And I understand why, because they have been a 
franchise that has not made the right move. It's not the same regime. Well, I I agree. I'm just saying uh, they have not earned the benefit of the doubt. Whether it's Joe Douglas or not, they have not earned that benefit, and they're not getting it. That's part of the problem. But if you use common sense, do you really think the Jets would do all that they've done this offseason and not have an inkling at least that Rodgers is going to choose them? Absolutely not. No, the writing's been on the wall. It just hasn't been announced. And obviously his fans were frustrated. But I think they already knew they were getting him, and that's why everything's been done for him. You know what I mean? All everything that we've been doing. Now, the question that I wanted to ask you is, what do you think the compensation is going to be? Because that's what I'm very, very concerned about seeing. Like, what do you think they're giving up to get him? I don't know. It's a great question, and there's been some thought that maybe they don't have to give up their 13th overall pick this year. I don't know if that's going to be the case. I think anything other than like if they could give up. Uh, a, fir- a first rounder next year, or even two first rounders in future years, anything that has them keeping that 13th pick this year is a win for the Jets. I agree. I, I don't want to give that 13th pick up. I mean, you can't give up a 13th pick for a rental, a one year, possibly two years. Would you rental? give up like, two? All right, so say, would you give up the next two years first round picks then? The years after? Correct. Not this year, the next know. two. I, I think that what they're going to do is remember you're expecting your second round pick, and then if he plays next year, then it's a conditional, you know, first. Yeah, maybe they're going to have to give year. up a first. You would think, oh man, that give it the call. You would think they're going to have to give up a first rounder. Could they get? You know, BT has been saying that they're not giving up the 13th pick this year. Uh, if if that is the case, I think that's a win for the Jets. Because remember. They will not be picking as high as 13 in the next couple of years with Rodgers here. It's going to be, you hope, in the late 20s. So this was this would be the one you'd hold on to. If you have to give up two first-rounders, you want to hold on to this one, though. Dennis is calling from Yonkers. Good morning, Denny. Sal, how are you? How are you, Dennis? Good to hear from you. Well, I had a couple of bouts of insomnia, so I heard your show a couple of different nights. And or it's or I'm prepping for giant baseball, so the uh, the burden of being a a West Coast baseball fan on the East Coast. Yeah, but I but um, first poor, of all, let me poor let me, you, Dennis, I'll, I'll, and all those championships. I don't know how you deal with it. Three. Yeah, I know. I know. I know. I know. Uh, and, and you know how long Russo and I waited. I do. Uh, we we walked the bowels of San Francisco on several nights after playoff <laughs> after playoff losses. Oh my god! Mm. Ended up in all kinds of clubs, if you know what I mean. Um, <laughs> I do. The, yeah. The uh, uh, the first time we saw here your 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 team, the uh, Falcons, mm-hmm. made a smart move taking Taylor Heineke, getting Taylor Heineke because I think you have a star in the making, Desmond Ritter. I had him rated really high coming out. You know, I do a draft for a couple of websites. And I think he is going to be really good. What's your opinion of him? I did not think Ritter was impressive last year. I like the intangibles. I think he's going to be a guy that's very coachable, and I like their coaching staff with Arthur Smith. But I was disappointed in the way he threw the ball inaccurately. He didn't seem to have a lot of touch. I was not. Now, look, it's his rookie season. He played, what, half the year, maybe even less than that. But I was not overly impressed with what I saw initially from Desmond Ritter. I think he's going to be a good one. And remember, too, um, Dennis, they, real, real quick, I'm comparing him. You know, I saw Matt Ryan in his rookie year. I saw him in person, not in person. Uh, I mean, I did eventually. But I saw him in the preseason, well, and I was blown away right out of the gate. I knew yeah. that they had something. With Ritter, it's like, eh. But it's your you one. You can't make that. Right, it's I know. It's hard to make that. 
hard to make that comp because they're very different type quarterbacks yep. too. Um, anyway, um, I heard, so I heard in my first night of insomnia, I heard a Jet fan call. And by the way, the Jet fan that just spoke was right about the Giant fan. Giant fans just should focus on the Eagles, not the Jets. And the gap is closing slowly but surely as it has the last couple of days. Uh, I don't know if it'll close all the way. I doubt it by the time the season starts. But the idea is to close that gap, which was huge after that playoff game. So um, uh, a Jet fan calls from Florida last week and kills Daniel Jones. And you, like a lap dog, say, yes, 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 yes. You're right. You're right. And then the next night. Well, I don't remember saying that. What exactly oh, did he say? Oh, yeah, you are. Oh, you were right in there with him. What, exa- okay. what exactly did that's he okay. say? I'll, 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 that's okay. I'll, I, I, then a, a giant fan called the following night. Or the fo- next time I had insomnia. And um, he said he was bringing up the fact that Daniel Jones needs some weapons around him. Mm-hmm. And you became, you mocked him and were sarcastic about it. I say, you know, let's get him a tackle. Let's get him two tackles. Let's get him two wideouts. Well, here's how I'll answer that. Now, you see, you can't, you, your opinion of Daniel Jones is negative and you're entitled to that. I mean, you're assessing. But it's not, it's, it's not negative. It's realistic. Oh, no, it is. No, no, no. That's okay. I have no, no, I know it is, but I'm telling you, it's not accurate. You can't just go based off two nights insomnia when I'm doing five hours a night here for, you know, two years. So I I don't love, look, I'll tell you the truth. I don't love Daniel Jones. I, I right. like his makeup. I think he's a tough, you know what, I think he's a great leader, but I've only seen him play two great games, and those were the last two that I saw, uh, meaning the Colts and then the Vikings. That's so short-sighted, though. Here's, here's what I'd say, for start. But you mocked that caller for asking for more help. Right. And here's what I'd say. He, and, and think of the connection to this, and I'll tell it to you if you don't pick it up, but I'm sure you will. He's not throwing to Jamar Chase. Tyler Boyd and T. Higgins. He's not throwing to uh, uh, Stephon Diggs and Gabriel Davis and Dawson Knox with a pretty good offensive line in front of him. He's not throwing to Devontae Smith, Dallas Goddard, and um, and uh, A.J. Brown with the best offensive line in the game, arguably, in front of him. He's not even throwing to Jalen Waddell and Tyreek Hill for a court- with a quarterback who is a level below these guys. He's not even throwing to Mike Williams or Keenan Allen. Now, what do those guys have? Those are all Daniel Jones' contemporaries at quarterback. So uh, he fits right in there with those guys. I think he has an elite skill. Here's my criteria. If, if I was throwing never the football. Pushed, you think Daniel Jones has an elite skill throwing the football? An elite skill set throwing it. He has an elite skill set running it. He has all the measurables. There isn't anything he can't do on a football field. His checks at the line improve so well. Mm-hmm. It, I cut up uh, all of his snaps in the red zone this year, uh, Sal. You wouldn't believe how good he was. He, he's climbing the pocket, fanning out. He's just getting better. And, of course, a lot of it has to do that he finally has a functional coaching staff with right. him. But, but the point of the matter is I would, the ultimate criteria is this. Can that guy take you to – my friend Seth, you were talking about him before – asked me about uh, the draft class that Darnold came out in with Allen and Mayfield and those guys. And I said, I don't think, I think Baker Mayfield and Josh Allen can get you, can get you to and win a Super Bowl. I don't think Darnold and Josh Rosen can. And that's your criteria. And I, re- I, I strongly feel that Daniel Jones can take the Giants to a Super Bowl and win one. And that's the only criteria. Otherwise, I would have never wanted the Giants to sign him.
Right. Okay, but then you figured that out without having to see all those weapons around him. That's what I was mocking. Now, obviously, I love to see the fact that they got Waller and he's going to help him out, but you should be able to evaluate a quarterback for what he is as opposed to all that's around him. You've been been able to do that. He got got two guys who came off the street in October, and he elevated both of their games in Hodgins and James. The best thing you can say about Jones is that the last that we saw him, forget the Eagles game, the last that we saw of him was his best. This this year, his fourth year, and then the last two games that they needed the most, the game to clinch against the Colts, and then a game in Minnesota, he played like a star quarterback. Now, I need to see more. I'm sorry, Dennis. He threw for 15 touchdowns. I need to see more. Well, you're, you're comparing, that, that, him, you're comparing him to those top guys. You're comparing him to Joe oh, Burrow. You'd rather have Daniel Jones than that, Joe Burrow? That, that's too simple to say he just threw for 15 touchdowns. He opened up the red zone for the Giants to make them one of the more efficient teams in the red Who zone. Who would you rather have, Daniel Jones or that, Joe Burrow? I'm not answering that. Well, that why not? Way. It's a simple question. That's not question. the way to answer it. Why? I, I've got because I've got my quarterback. Okay. I can't get Joe. I can't get Joe Burrow. Right. So I got my quarterback. But if you were starting your team and you could pick but, one to start your team, who I'll would answer, you pick? I'll answer it. I'll answer it another way. I I I will. Daniel Jones can do what Joe Burrow is trying to do, and that's all I can ask out of my quarterback. He can take the Giants too and win the Super Bowl. And by the way. I was not doing handstands when the Giants picked them. Oh, he Daniel over. Joe Burrow did it. Joe Burrow took his team to a Super Bowl. Daniel Jones is Has not. Won, didn't, didn't win it. Well, Daniel Jones got going to have a shot to do it. And again, once he gets, oh, well, how many years has Joe Burrow been in the league? I mean, Daniel Jones not going to be going in year five. Well, Joe Burrow's at two. I'm not diminishing the other quarterbacks. But but you're comparing. But you, I know. And thank you for the call, Dennis. Great stuff. And I do want to have you on again. It calls back uh, closer to the draft, even if it's off the air. And then we'll set up like a, an interview spot with you because I'd love to get your take on some of these prospects coming out of the draft and all that stuff. Uh, and look, I mean, I, I'm not. We have fun. We joke around. But it's calls like that that put Daniel Jones on the level of Joe Burrow that to me are comical. Like that's where you have an issue. Now, I respect that you can evaluate Jones without the perfect situation around him. Burrow also didn't have a great offensive line in front of him for two years. He still managed to thrive. You're putting Jones on the level of Burrow, Josh Allen, Jalen Hurts. He's not there yet. I'm not saying he can't get there. I'm saying he hasn't proven that he can be that yet. He might this year. We'll see. But he hasn't done it yet. That doesn't mean that I hate Daniel Jones. It doesn't mean that I'm knocking Daniel Jones. I'm speaking factually about Daniel Jones. We've watched him for four years. The first year, there were some promising signs, but he was a turnover machine. Not very good. Second and third year were awful. You could chalk that up to the coaching staff if you want, but they were awful. And then last year was very, very good. A great step in the right direction under Brian Dable. Now he's got to take his game to the next level amongst those other quarterbacks that you mentioned. He's not there yet. Can he get there? Will he get there? That's yet to be seen. You think he can? I need to see it. I don't think he'll ever be as good of a passer as Joe Burrow. But that's top-notch. I mean, we can't compare him to Burrow or Mahomes or even Josh Allen. I don't think he'll ever be as good as Josh Allen either. But we need to see if he could take his game to another level. The potential is there. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. 
You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Get the discussion started. Call the fan at 877-337-6666. Powered by Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com. Sal Licata back on the fan, 877-337-6666. Sneak some of your calls in here real quick before Marco. And then on the other side, we'll do some college hoops with Jackson Heil. Go around the bracket, have some fun with that for a little bit, and take a a slight break from the Rodgers talk. Greg is calling from Huntington. What's up, Greg? Hey, Sal. How are you? How are you? Listen, I'm just just hearing hip-hop parade. I'm saying when Aaron comes in for that first game, Maybe they should be playing hip hop array as he comes walking in, looking like the Pied Piper, running in from the uh, from the end zone. Yeah, I don't care. Well, I don't care what song they play, as long as he's running out there in a Jets uniform, that's got to pump you up, right, Greg? Yes, absolutely. So the one thing I heard this morning, name dropping, Dan Graziano reported it early with Greeny, and he said that because of his contract that he signed last year, he was not contractually. Uh, he was not allowed to speak on any other contract for a period of one year, and that one year is now over this morning. And I think that's the reason why he hasn't been able to say anything. Graziano and those guys talked about it. One or two people picked on But why wouldn't he say that, though, from the beginning? Why wouldn't he just say that? You know something? I don't know, but then at the same moment, all the people over in Green Bay, like three different people came up and said that basically he still could come back, but for the most part, they've been trying to help him find his way out of Green Bay. Yeah, I think it's I think it's clear they don't want him and thanks for the call Greg. They don't want him back. They want to move on. And it's clear that he wants to play. Now, I'm not going to say that he wants to play for the Jets definitively. I think that that's going to happen, but Rodgers wants to play. The Packers don't really want him back and there is no other option. Adam is calling from Butler, New Jersey. What's up, Adam? Hey, what's going on? How are you, Adam? Good. So, I'm full disclosure, I'm a Bills fan. Mhm. But I don't understand why you wouldn't want Lamar Jackson over Aaron Rodgers. I don't understand this at all. You would have longevity. You would have a guy that would be with the franchise for probably 10 years if you, if you, if you have that. So I don't well, understand how do you, you know that? Be... How do you know that Lamar Jackson would stay healthy for three years, let alone 10? Uh, well, how would you know that Aaron Rodgers would stay healthy for this 
year. Yeah, I mean, it's a totally different story because you know the style that Lamar Jackson plays in comparison to Rodgers, right? Okay, but that's still, that's the hindsight's twenty twenty. No, it's like, not hindsight. Like, it's not hindsight. Lamar Jackson's been hurt the last two years. Okay, so what? The last two years. So, I, there's been other quarterbacks that have been hurt for two years straight, and then they bounce back. Like Aaron Rodgers got hurt. What you're, you're, last you're year? missing the point here. You know, I'm not missing the point. Oh, no, the you Jets are. Fans are missing the point. No, no, you're missing the point. Lamar Jackson is a running quarterback, correct? Yes. Okay. So, so, is, so wait, so no, I'm not saying Allen. he can't. I'm not saying he can't throw, but he's a guy that so runs. Josh Allen. No, Josh Allen is a is a healthy mix of both and throws more than he runs at this point. Now he can look run. At, don't no, get me wrong. Look at the stats. No, look at no, the stats last year. No, I'm, not, I'm looking at the stats. I'm watching him play. Lamar Jackson is a running quarterback. So first. is Josh Allen. No, he's not. Good God, I can't have this conversation. He's not. He can run. He's the guy who throws the ball. What do they throw the ball? 40, 50 times a game, for goodness sake. The Bills are wide open. They're throwing it all over the place. Now, you can make the argument that the Bills have different weapons. Lamar Jackson doesn't have that. Then we're going down a whole nother argument. But let's just keep it simple for a second. Lamar Jackson plays the game like a running back at the quarterback position a lot of the time. That is conducive to getting hurt, which he's been. It's also conducive to wear and tear on the body which would concern you if you're giving him guaranteed 230 whatever it is million dollars long-term contract. I'm not knocking Lamar Jackson. I'm saying that right now, me personally, I believe Rodgers is a better fit for what the Jets are right now short term. I also do not believe the Ravens are letting Lamar Jackson go. So let's say the Jets went all in on Jackson and they say, "Hey, we're going to give you 250 million guaranteed, big boy. Here's the offer." The Ravens could match it. And then what? Look, it's a fair debate. You want to you value Lamar Jackson more than Rodgers? That's on you. I would go with Aaron Rodgers. Go ahead, Fleeks. What do you got for me here? It was just in general, like close to these are you know either not you know close. The number of rushing attempts and passing attempts for each of them. They joined the league at the same time. Allen's played more games because he hasn't been hurt. Okay, want to guess the difference? I, I'm assuming it's significant between nine hundred and a thousand more. Rushing attempts for Lamar and more passing attempts for Josh Allen. So Allen has you're saying between 900 and 1,000 more passing attempts. Correct, and, and Lamar Jackson has, has a reverse in yeah, rushing attempts. Thank you. What stats are you looking at? So Allen does run more than most other quarterbacks, but Lamar runs more than every other quarterback you can imagine. I mean, my God, that's the point. It's and not Josh enough. Allen's three inches taller, 25 pounds heavier. Yeah, right. He's a much bigger body. And by the way, I hate that the Bills run him as much as they do. Similar to what the Giants do with Daniel Jones. I hate that they run him as much as they do. Thank you for backing that up. See, I'm just watching, but it is nice when the stats back up. Well, when he said, look at the stats, I'm like, you know what? Let me look at it because he you. definitely runs more. And then when I saw the number, I mean, 1,000 over five years is a lot. I mean... And also, so Lamar would maybe be closer in passing attempts if he didn't miss all those games. Right. He'd, you know, have an extra 200. But he'd also probably have an extra 100 to 200 rushing attempts. Right, because even in fewer games, he has significantly more rushing attempts. That's the danger with Jackson, the wear and tear on the body. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. 
Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. The clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You said my world on even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 